Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Talks with Cheese. I'm your host, Cheese, a.k.a. Adrian. And my guest here with me is Casey Wright Zolman. Casey, how are you doing? I am doing well. Thank you, Cheese. How are you? I'm doing good. So, Casey Wright Zolman, she's a PE teacher at uh, Tipping Valley Middle School. She's a fitness instructor, and she runs a couple of side businesses with her husband, Aaron. And then uh, me and Casey, we have I, I have known of her for a long time. Yeah. But from the Craigs, from the Trapedi family, since Casey is family with the Trapedis. But Casey, we didn't start hanging out until like a couple years ago when you and Aaron started getting, uh, starting to get like real close with Jay and Shelly. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, good times at um, Outlaw HQ, right? Oh yeah. We have a lot of good times out there. Mm-hmm. And then it's always fun when you bring out, you know, Gentry, Gia, Gwenny out there because they have a good time as well. Running around like, you know, the uh, the Craig's, uh, so, like, what do you call it? The river? The pond. The pond, yeah. yeah. You know, you always keep an, you have to keep an eye on them and sometimes Aaron. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the kids, they love their swings too. Oh, yeah. It's just like, you know, a good time. And yeah, it was just like fun to get to know you and Aaron. When I finally met you and Aaron, it was just like, you know, I was like, man, these are cool people just like Tanner and his family. Yeah. Yeah, we are we are really really blessed with the families that we have on both sides, both my side and Aaron's side. We're all very close. We vacation together. We all get along really well, and it's very uncommon, unfortunately. But that's one of the things that I really really was blessed with marrying into the Zolman family, because they treat me like their own, and I love them like we're blood. So it, it's a very positive uh, relationship and something that I'm very grateful for. You're right. And then like uh, what not even a month ago. You were, you took, you and the Trapedes took this whole big family vacation. And this, that vacation was special because the Coigans got to go. Yes. Because in other previous years, from what Elisa and Connie was telling me about, uh, they were telling me the Coigans don't usually have the chance to take vacations with you. So explain more about how the vacation meant to you because everyone got to go. Well, the Cohagans, so Dayton and Tish, Amari, that they were able to come to, and then Matt and Amy and Emily, they came, and we just rented this big house. And it had a pool, and it was close to the beach, so we would either walk to the beach or we would stay at the pool, and everybody just chips in and, and helps out. So between the kids and adults, you know, sometimes the kids would go out on their own. They went down to Miami one day or one evening and did this whole golf thing, and that was pretty cool to let them do that. Um, but then the older kids help out with the younger kids too. And they just build these strong relationships doing that and spending that time together. It's so worth it because of the memories that we make down there. And I was really happy that Matt and Amy were able to uh, manage the vacation time to come this year and especially Dayton and Tish as well and Emily um, because it just, you can never get your time back. That's the one thing that you have in life is time and you can never get any more of it. You can make more money, you know, you can buy more things, but you can never get time back. So being able to make these memories with my kids and my family and, and going down and doing that was really, is really important to me. Well said, and it seems like you guys had a really good time and you guys had to stay there a little extra, right? Because a uh, uh, flight cancellation, how was that? Yeah, well, it actually worked out because Taylor and Christian were able to come, and that's not something that we were sure was actually going to happen. They ended up coming on Tuesday night. They got there late. Our flights got canceled Thursday. Flights got canceled Friday, and then we 
we rescheduled them for Sunday. That gave us extra days to spend with Taylor and Christian. So it was almost like a gift from God saying, here, you know, this was really important to you to be able to send, to see them. And here's a few extra days, you know, stay down, stay down there. And so they were supposed to uh, visit you guys only for a couple of days originally, right? Yes. Holy crap. You know, it just, that just tells you that everything does happen for a reason, Casey. Yeah. yeah. So I want to kind of like uh, take it way back more a little bit, Casey. So, um, since you graduated at a Tipping Valley High School back in 2005, mm-hmm. keep in mind, I was in kindergarten when you were a senior, I believe. How crazy is that? <laughs> That's pretty crazy. But anyways, so Casey, after you graduated from Valley back in 05, what were you doing? What did you do after high school? And during that time, how did you meet Aaron along the way? So Aaron's actually the same age as my sister. Wait, did your sister go to Valley? Yes. What was they her name? Gra- Megan. Megan. Okay. They graduated together in 2002. So I knew of him through my sister. And uh, after I graduated high school, I ended up moving to Fort Wayne and I went to IPFW for the first year. And then I came home and I commuted the second year. And that's the second year when I was home is when Aaron and I uh, began seeing each other around at social gatherings. And we started talking and just kind of built a type of relationship from there just friends at first and then um he actually told me after <laughs> he asked me multiple times to hang out I was like nah he actually told me that he I was going to go on a date with him and I was like okay so we went and then that's the end of that story okay. and then um so we like going to co- like what were you going to college originally for when you were at IPFW I wasn't sure. I was back and forth between vet tech. I wanted to go down to Purdue after that. Um, And then I changed it at the very end to be a PE teacher. But I was supporting myself while I was living in Fort Wayne. So my my vehicle payment, my own fuel, my groceries, the cost of my books, um, my rent, I had to pay for all of that. So I was trying to take 12 and 15 credit hours in addition to working two or three different jobs. And I burnt myself out. I was not successful. And a few of my classes that I was in, it was anatomy and physiology. And those were really, really hard. Um, And when I was not doing as well as what I knew I could do, it completely just destroyed my confidence in school in myself. So I ended up uh, withdrawing and started working so I could pay off my school debt because I don't like to have that lingering over your head. And a lot of people don't. Um, And then I, Aaron and I were dating and got into the corporate world, worked at Biomet there for a while. And then we built a house and started a family. And, you know, we got married. I was 22 when we got married. And then we were, um, I was 25, I think, when we built. And then I was 26 when we had Gwen. That's crazy. And then I remember back when you first met Tanner, when you get, when you, you tell me the story that when you first met, the first time you met Tanner, like, you know, he acted like, you know, that was his girlfriend, which is you. Yeah. He actually asked Aaron on our wedding day. He said, now that you're married to her, who's going to be my girlfriend? She right. can't be my girlfriend now. But Tanner, he, that little boy, he reminds me, Gentry reminds me so much of Tanner. Just their, their, the charisma that they have, you know, the smile and the kindness. And I'm just, Tanner's a good kid. Yeah. And then I, I remember uh, Lisa a couple years ago, she like posted a picture when Tan- like you and Tanner back in the wedding, right? He was so little and you guys recreated that picture mm-hmm. like what, 12 years later, 13 years later? Yeah. I and, think it was about 12 years later. And I was like, man, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember that day. 
Yeah, crazy how time flies, huh? Uh huh. So, um, Casey, when you okay, so after you just said, you know, you you got with Aaron, you guys have a family now. Mm-hmm. When did you decide, man, I should go back to college like full time, like go full sin at it? So that's one thing that I always had in the back of my mind. I knew I was smart enough to have a college degree. Number one, I did not like how. I closed that chapter or ended that chapter because it's a chapter, you know, it's not the, does not identify my entire life, but it's a chapter of my life. And I just was not happy with that. And as a fitness instructor, you know, you you tend to hold yourself a little bit more accountable uh, because that's your profession, the accountability, showing up for yourself and all that. And I just had a bad taste in my mouth with that. And I was not happy with where I ended that. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to create a vision board. So I created a vision board. I talked to Aaron about it. I said, I want to become a fitness instructor. I want to work at the Y. I want to, you know, build my confidence through this because I truly believe when you are either in a sport, when you um, apply yourself to something that's physical and you stick with it, I believe that that teaches you a lot about who you are and what you're capable of doing. And when I ran that marathon and then I ran another marathon there's a lot of time that you spend on your feet and a lot of pain you push through or whether that be physical mental emotional that you can kind of figure out who you are you know what do I want in my life where do I want where do I want to be you know how do I want to change how do I want to overcome and that time with running and you know figuring out who I am and really focusing on my health gave me the confidence to go back to school. And I knew that I wanted to be a PE teacher because I, I switched it to that when I was at IPFW. Um, and I was like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to rip the Band-Aid off. I'm going to go in afraid. I was terrified that I was going to fail again. Most people are. Fear is a liar. That's the biggest thing. Fear will hold you back. It'll prevent you from becoming your best self. But if you just don't get out there and try it, you never know. Yeah. You just show up for yourself no matter what. You take one step forward at a time, create a smart goal, get out there and do it. So I created this goal, this vision board that I wanted to get my bachelor's degree. And I jumped into that and I started with Western Governors University. I was between WGU or Ivy Tech. And thankfully, Ivy Tech didn't call me back. Um, So I was like, okay, I'm going full sin with WGU. All of their stuff is virtual. It's all online. The books are online. They have um, PhD professors. They're an accredited college. They are awesome. I have nothing but great things to say about their programs that they offer and the support that they give you. I was always supported with a program mentor. I had um, each class that I took has a course instructor, and those course instructors are PhD professors, so they know what they're doing. They have a lot of experience. And they would assist me through these and answer my questions. They never made me feel like I was stupid. They always just encouraged me to be like, great job, great job, great job. So that's an awesome thing to have at your fingertips when you're trying to better yourself. So I went and I graduated with my bachelor's. Sorry to interrupt you, but when was this exactly in your life where you're like, I want to like pursue that bachelor's full time? So I was, I had it on my vision board. I started in... I think it was 2019 when I developed my vision board. It's the very end of the year, you know, going into 2020. So this was like just recently, like recently in like a four year span pretty much. Yeah. Wow. And WGU is an accelerated school. So you can actually accelerate through all of your classes if you have knowledge or experience. Besides just uh, like the tradition college where, you you know, you kind of have to wait like what, three or four years. Correct. If you really want to 
you know, get your bachelor's as soon as possible. But like like you said, what do you call it, Western's Governor University? Yes. Is like accelerated. So It's you, accelerated. So yep. can you even go more in depth with that? Yes. So you pay per term, um, but you can move your classes up. So if you get your classes done, you can be like, okay, I, I'm ready for another class. And it's the same cost. Besides having to wait for like a break, right? Correct. Wow. So to me, I'm not going to go back into school debt. That was my goal. It's like, I'm not going to go back into college and have, you know, have all this school debt and then try to, you know, that's not really helping my family at all if I'm creating this debt for my family. So I thought I'm going to go in here and I'm going to go a hundred miles an hour and get this done. So it's the most affordable. And I started on March 1st, 2021 for almost from the beginning, only 10 credits transferred from IPFW. And uh, by May, I think it was May 20th of 2022, I graduated with my bachelor's in elementary education. And then, so with the bachelor's, right? Pursuing your bachelor's. Mm -hmm. How do you manage to do this as like a full-time mom? Because like you were saying, like we were talking about earlier, like, you know, most people, like they either take a break from school and it, don't end up going back to school right or they don't they go straight to work after high school right and then they make they're like man i want to go back to school and they just, they just keep second guessing to themselves where like you said they were too scared to go back to school because they're scared of failing that's how i was even up to the the very day in that first week or two maybe even a couple months when i first started i was terrified that i was going to fail i was terrified that i was going to do this and I didn't tell anybody that I went back to school. I told my family, but outside of that, I didn't tell anybody because I didn't want to set myself up for failure because I was scared that I was going to get back into it and fail again. Like you didn't want to cause that pressure to yourself, yes. right? Yes. Okay. I mean, that's smart, honestly. So I didn't tell anybody. Um, I and if I did, I told very um, few people what I was doing. And um, after I graduated, I thought, you know what? I'm going for my master's. Yes, it, it does give you a, a raise, um, but it, it was more of a personal thing. I wanted to do it. I just wanted to get it done and do it. Plus, I learned, I did learn a lot, um, but the master's was, for me personally, a personal goal to check off. Like, you're like, if I can get the bachelor's degree, why not go for the master's, Correct. right? And then... Um, Back to my original question. So how do you manage to do all of this at being a full-time mom? Because that's not easy. No, I would get up early in the morning and then I would take care of the kids, get them going. And then, you know, I did a, there was a lot of time that was sacrificed at home when I was with Gentry. Um, and I just did all my schoolwork. That's what I did all day long, all week long, on the weekends. I would, I treated it like a full-time job. Uh -huh. So any extra time that I had, I was literally doing my schoolwork because I had that goal as I'm going to get this done. I'm going to get this done. I am not giving up. And as when I got in that routine of doing it, it just was easier than taking those breaks. If I had to take a break for any reason, then I would kind of fall off the wagon and I'd, ha I'd have to get back into that mindset of work and focus and studying because studying's not easy. You have to know how to study. And if you're not taught how to study or retain information your way, the way that you learn is going to be different than the way right. that I learn. And if you don't have somebody that can balance that or teach you how to retain the information when you're studying, then it's hard. And if you're not dedicated to something, it's easy to fall off and just kind of, you know, let yeah. it go. But 
I had a I had great support from Aaron. He helped out a lot. He stepped up and he had to help out a lot. And Connie, she's just amazing. She was there all the time. She was helping me. That woman that woman is an angel. For MVP, real. MVP. Yeah. Yep, she is. She is the MVP. She's really nice, you know. She really uh, I have to, yeah, I can attest to that. So like um why education for PE? Like why did you pursue a education degree? I just have always been strong i guess back in the day when i wanted to do pe it was because i was i'm just built different i guess what they say okay. these days um i'm just strong and i enjoy that aspect of of me personally but as i aged so being young going through high school and middle school and being built different and then having looking at society and how they try to tell young men and young women or and even middle-aged and whatever what they should look like how much they should weigh you know all these fad diets that are out there it just makes my skin crawl Mm -hmm. and i want to be in education and i want to share with these kids what's truly important you know it's not how much you weigh it's not what you look health is physical emotional mental it, there's so many different aspects to physical education or health, you know, because I teach both physical education and health mm-hmm. and a social and emotional level of that. There's so much to it. You have to take care of the whole package. If you just eat well and then you don't exercise or you look at, you know, stuff that is not positive on social media, it drains your brain. It just it, or it changes the way you think or the way that you see society or your expectations of yourself. And I wish that I had somebody when I was growing up who told me that and maybe they did. And I don't remember. That's very possible. But I want to teach these kids that there's so much more to life than how you dress, what you wear, um, how much you weigh, who you hang out with, what you do. You know, it, there's so much more to life than that. So from hearing you just saying all of this right it just seems like you wanted to be you wanted to be the change besides just you know just letting it there like you know letting it be there you know what i'm saying yeah i want to bring that down and i want them to have good words you know hold them accountable to the their own actions and stuff but i also want to be able to tell them that they can do things they can do hard things they they are capable they they can go up there and they can crush their goals and that their body is a machine and they need to take care of it and that it might be mentally it might be emotionally it might be physically it, it might be spiritually you know they just have to take care of that body they might have a pretty strong body now but they're going to have that body for another 50 60 70 years depending on how long they live and I want to give them and equip them with tools that they can use both now and they use when they're 20 and 30 and 40 and 50 and 60, or just maybe pull them out of a situation that they're in. Maybe it's mental, maybe whatever's going on and just give them a way to deal with life. Mm-hmm. Cause we all have things that are dealt to us that suck or aren't fair or right. hurt, you know? And if we don't have a, a healthy outlet to take care of that, feeling that pain whatever it may be then we tend to veer off and maybe make choices that aren't very positive for ourselves and how do you know what brings you joy how do you know what makes you happy how do you know you know people tell you go do what makes you happy well how do i know that somebody's got to teach me how to yeah how you got to start at the at the you know building blocks of it how do i know what makes me happy 
How do I know what brings me joy? Well, let's teach you how to figure that out. So that's one thing that I, I really want to do too, is try to encourage them to go out and try new things. Because if they, are, if they don't do that, if nobody does that, I mean, adults, it could be, you could be 50 years old. If you've never learned how to figure out what makes you happy or bring you joy, or, or if you live in fear and you hold yourself back, you're never going to get there. Exactly. You're never no, going to know if you're going to like it or not. Right. Right. So it just seems like so far in this podcast, what well, I'm just like learning overall is that health is wealth, basically. Yeah, like, it absolutely is. In order to like be the change in the world, right? You have to focus on your soul well-being. Mm-hmm. Would you attest to that big time? Yes, I think the biggest key for that is self-reflection. Because if you don't spend time with yourself, you don't know who you are. One of the exercises I've done with both my sixth and eighth graders and I'll do with my seventh graders this year is I actually make them spend time with themselves. And we go on the track. It's a track unit that I do. And I don't let them walk with their friends. I set up on, um, on that track sections and I say, this is where I want you to leave it on the track. If you're carrying anything, if there's anything that's bothering you, if there's a situation that you've been through, you're going to leave it on the track. You're going to bring it to the forefront of your mind. And then if it looks like running from goalpost to goalpost and screaming, do it. I don't care. All I'm trying to teach you is how to acknowledge your feelings. Maybe it be a trigger. Maybe it be a situation. And then exert it through exercise and leave it on the track so you don't carry that with you through the day. And then I make them do it by themselves because I tell them if you don't know who you are and if you aren't confident in who you are, that opens the door up for other people to tell you who you are. It opens the door up for other people to say, this is how you should think. This is how you should feel. This is how you should look. So if you don't determine your value or your worth, somebody else is going to, whether that be social media, whether that be your friend group, whether that be, you know, the the enemy that's in your head that's trying to tear you down. So it's important that you know who you are, because then if you learn who you are, then you learn what brings you joy. You learn what makes you happy. You learn what actually triggers you. And you can reflect a lot easier to overcome those obstacles. And it basically ignores all those negativity and all those uh, insecurities. Yes. Or it teaches you how to work through them. You know, you can acknowledge the, the ugly elephant in the room and you can say, okay, this is my problem. This is my trigger. And this is what I need to do in order to overcome that or grow or evolve. And how are your kids like reacting to these exercises from your perspective? Like, or like, is it working for some kids or what? It is. So I have gotten feedback. I, I did get feedback from the sixth graders. Um, you know, they're all different in, in their maturity levels. But I did get feedback at the very end of the trimester on kids that said, you know, I didn't have confidence in myself beforehand. And now I know that I am capable of doing it. Thank you. And so that really makes me feel like I've done my job is to teach them, even if it's just a baby step, they can at least they're walking. You know, you've got to start somewhere. You got to start small. But that's how you learn. And that's how you build. And that's how you grow. And overcoming that fear, you know, that a lot of them have this insecurity or this fear where they just freeze. And I did an exercise on that too. Uh, But I want them to recognize that it's fear and it's temporary. And don't base large decisions or important decisions on an emotion. Fear is an emotion. And don't base your life decisions on something that's temporary. And, you know, in 
prohibit yourselves from growing. Mm-hmm. And this is, must be awesome for you, especially because like middle school is a time where kids like I feel like both middle school and high school, like their insecurities, their fears, etc., is at its peak by then. Yes. And and the sixth graders, they're all coming in together um, and, you know, they're getting to know each other. But by the time they get in eighth grade, they've already established their friend groups and their cliques and stuff. So I just want them to be confident in who they are. So when situations do show themselves, they know how to safely navigate those, you know, so they know what they don't want and they know what they do want. And then they can confidently stick to that and know that you don't get to tell me who I am. You don't get to tell me my value and you don't get to make those decisions for me. It's me. Uh And I bet, man, like that just makes you want to keep going back to work every day. How is that for you? I absolutely love my job. I get up in the morning every single day, excited to go to work, excited to see those kids. And I truly feel like they're my kids. You know, it's not just, you know, I'm going to school and I'm teaching physical education. I love physical education and I, that's who I am, but I love these kids too so much. And I love seeing their smiles and, you know, just giving them high fives and, it, it really makes me tick and it fulfills me on the inside. It truly, truly does. And I know God created me to do exactly what I'm doing. It's like you're following God's plan, right? Yep. And then like by teaching, uh, educating, like teaching these students, these middle school students, does this whole process make you like a better parent per se? I think it makes me a more patient parent because I'm exposed to a lot of different situations and a lot of different personalities for kids. And I have learned a lot over this last year, you know, in school, um, both with my education and, and, and elementary education, and then my master's in curriculum and instruction. I have learned so much just on child development. And it, it's not just how to teach. You have to learn, you have to know how children learn. And my degree has really allowed me to go in depth in that. And I believe that it's made me a more patient parent. And because you have to have patience with all these different personalities that are running around in the classroom every single day, every single day. And it's different every single day. You know, some days are really, really good. Some days it's like, controlled chaos you know but it makes it fun it really does and uh man casey when you're explaining all this do like casey you're smiling and which i love you know it just seems like like you don't consider this work this is what who you are this is your passion yep so let's go back a little bit because like you know i feel like we didn't give enough context so anyways when you uh back when you were getting your master's or bachelor's at you know western governor university um, are you student teaching any time to prepare for what you're doing today? So when I got my bachelor's degree, I went the route. I got did it all except for the student teaching part, and I was going to do that through my master's program. Mm-hmm. And so I was already enrolled and accepted into my master's program, and then the job came available. And God's pretty much like, I want you right here, right now. Which is the... The The Peter Valley Middle School. Yep, the PE job. And my goal has always been to work in the school system where my kids are. I went to Valley. I love Valley. I love the people who work at Valley. We have a very great support system there. I can tell you the middle schools ran awesome. I, the people there, the staff, the the administration are awesome, and they're so supportive. And it's just it makes my job a lot easier too as I'm learning and navigating that. So fortunately, 
I have, um, I'm on a transition to teach license. So I have my degree, my both my bachelor's and my master's in education, but I get to do my own student teaching in my own classroom. Really? Yeah. And where did you student teach at? I am doing a program. It's a transition to teach pro- okay. program. So I have my bachelor's degree and then you apply for that transition to teach program and you can actually do your student teaching in your own classroom. So I'm doing that right now this year. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. And then, uh, didn't you, when you started at the middle school, right? Cause like, keep in mind guys, Casey Rizoman, this is her first year teaching, right? Mm-hmm. Back in the fall of 2022. Yeah. Back this fall. Yeah. So, um, oh yeah. Didn't you start as a sixth grade, te- like a seventh grade teacher and then had to like move to a different grade because of certain things or what? No. So I have all three grades every year. I start out with sixth grade. I have them for a trimester. This trimester, I have eighth grade. And the final trimester of the year, I'll have seventh grade. So I get to see all grades every single year. How did that come about? That's just how they have it structured. Really? Yep. Wow. I mean, I think back in my day, it wasn't like that. So it's weird. It's different. Back when I was there, they had three PE teachers. Yeah. Mr. C, Glingle, right? Mm -hmm. And probably it was a different sixth grade teacher for you and me. I don't remember. So anyways, but yeah. Back in our day, it'd be three teachers. It's just weird how is there like a, are you like the only gym teacher at the middle school or what? there is another gym teacher at the middle school. So do they, she rotates as well. Oh, so it's like a rotation pretty mm-hmm. much, right? Yep. She started with seventh grade. Now she has sixth grade, and then she'll end with eighth grade. That's so weird. You like it that way? Yeah, I do. I, it's the way the encore set up, and I'm an encore class, mm-hmm. and I really like it because I get to see. Every single grade, I get to, you know, build these relationships with them and then see them and they walk through the hallways and, you know, I'm like, hey, let's play basketball or, you know, whatever it may be because I love playing knockout and basketball with the kids just because it's fun. fun. It's fun. Um, And badminton too. Badminton's fun as well. But I just get to see them grow. I get to watch them from sixth grade and then next year I'll get to see them as seventh graders and I'll get to see them as eighth graders and kind of see them off to high school. So it's more than just one grade that I have. I really like the fact that I get to know all the faces of the kids in the school system. Besides just one certain grade. Yes. So that's pretty cool. Like, you know, like it goes back to what you say. You have to deal with many pers- uh, different personalities, yes. which is great, which makes you, therefore, a better patient parent. Yes. It's just, it's crazy how it all circles around. It's full circle. So does your, is your end goal of like, you know, still wanting to teach at Valley Middle School by the time your kids come to the middle school? Yes. I actually, my end goal is to be the next Miss Harmon. So I want to be there. She was high school, but I want to graduate PE. I want to be there long term, be the PE in health, never leave. And just, you'll see me there when I'm 65 years old, when I decide to, to maybe retire. I don't even know what age that'll be. And stick to middle, middle yep. school, right? Not yep. down to elementary, not up to high school. Nope. I, uh, God put me in middle school for a reason. And I know why he did. And I just love that age. Like I said, it's controlled chaos some days, but I love that age. And I think middle schoolers get a bad rap just because they're going through so many changes. And I get that. I totally get that. But they're also pretty awesome. You know, they're mature enough to understand life, but yet they're young enough to still be kids. And that's, they can be playful, but you know, you can teach them a lot of life lessons at that age too, because they're maturing, you know, they're, they're, they're growing learning, in, yeah. they're growing into young adults and it's, it's really awesome to be able to see their personalities and, and see how they mature. And I'm, I really love that age. Me and Casey, it just seems like, you know, from, I think I said it's already from you explaining this, it just, it brings a smile to you. I'm really happy for you. And I bet you're just like, 
you, like, you know, when you're at home, you're just thinking, man, just imagine how, you know, I'm going to joke around with Gentry when he's in the middle school or Gia or Gwenny. And my nieces and nephews. So I'll have my nieces and nephews come through and maybe one day, you know, maybe Amari will be there too. And, you know, if Taylor and Christian have kids and I just really hope that I get to have them just like Elisa did. It's just a huge vision. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. And my niece is already scared that I'm going to make her run all the time. And yeah, it's like to those kids, like, hey, be careful. Everyone knows who you are, right? You can't <laughs> yeah. get in too much trouble. Exactly. Man, just imagine if you were to teach in like Tanner back in the day or Olivia or Taylor or maybe me. I know. What could have been, right? But hey, everything happens for a reason. It does. It does. So Casey, what advice do you have for those that like, you know, just want to go back to school, but they're just too scared to like try? One of the biggest things that I tell people is you're not too old. You are not too old. You go do it. You try anyways. The time's going to pass anyway. Just start. Figure out a plan. Do it afraid. Do, fear's a liar, number one. Don't base your lifelong situation or lifelong goals on fear because it's only going to hold you back, but it's temporary. How do you overcome that fear? You do it afraid. You just go for it. Even if you're 45 years old or you know 50 years old, if that's your goal, do it. Don't hold yourself back. Whatever it is, if you want to run a marathon, go run a marathon. If you want to start a business, go start a business. If you want to travel to Paris, go travel to Paris, you know, live your life. You only get so much time and it's going to pass regardless if you work towards those goals or not. So just do it, figure out a plan, write it down, put it on a vision board and ask questions. The, what, what I did is I just started asking all these questions and I, you don't learn unless you ask, right? You don't know the answer to something unless you ask. So go out there, try it, Rip the Band-Aid off and do it afraid. Closed mouths don't get fed, right, Casey? Yeah, exactly. So, um, Casey, with you being like a te- like you know a full-time teacher now, are you still being a fitness instructor? Yes. So I'm still employed at the Y, but we have not ran. We have the classes haven't ran. Hopefully, with the warmer weather coming, they'll pick back up for enrollment. Um, but it actually worked out well between. Going for my master's, I just graduated with my master's. And getting that once done. again. Thank you. And um, with Hensler's, we did Hensler's for a Z-Top barbecue, and we have the farm. It's just, and then the kids were in the intramural basketball. It was a lot. So it was actually in my favor that it just was kind of slow. Yeah, it worked out pretty mm-hmm. good. So what do you exactly do as a fitness instructor at the Y? So I'm certified in OBB Fitness, so I teach pre- and postnatal moms a class for that so they can bring their kids or they can be pregnant. Um, and I also do just cardio instruction and I have strength and conditioning. Um, I have quite a few certifications through the Y, but I don't remember all of them, but I really enjoy cardio. Cardio is my thing and strength training. And then, um, how's that all different from being a teacher or from being a mom? Is there anything that's different about being a fitness instructor that impacts you in any shape or form? I can really tell you that having the background in fitness and the experience that I have has really equipped me to teach physical education Mm -hmm. because I'm not scared of the weight room. I'll get those kids down there. I already know how to use it. I already know the form. So I can actually help educate them and build them for especially the eighth graders to transition into high school and already be ahead of the game. It's something that they can take with them and do now. They can do it without me. They can do it over the summer. And they, especially the student athletes, they can take that and transition into the high school and have that confidence to continue the workout at home. 
or the Viking Strong program. Yeah, that's awesome because like back in the day, I mean, at least in my personal experience, I, I didn't have that confidence going to high school, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool that you're teaching these kids already that, that confidence that they're learning in high school, but they're like learning back in middle school. It's crazy. Yeah. And it just seems like, you know, be, you being a fitness instructor was kind of like, already t- you already knew how to teach, you know? Yeah. It's just that when you went to the middle school, you like, you already knew what to do right away. It yeah. seemed like, yeah, I, th- and I was already teaching classes. They yeah. were just adults and not used to it and not children. Um, the only thing that I do now is I go by the state standards and teach the kids what they need to know according to the state standards. But then I add my flair on it. What well, right. And when you get to different like industries or different levels, there's always going to be adjustments. Oh yeah. 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 They're, and they're always adjusting the state standards too. Within the schools? Within the state of Indiana. Is that like a pain in the butt or not? Just like, it is what it is. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. As long as you can teach and impact these kids, it doesn't matter at the end of the day, right? Yeah. So, uh, Casey, I want to talk about, like, you know, the side businesses that you run with uh, your husband, Aaron. So, I want to first know about Z-Top Farm. Farm. So, what is it? And then explain how it all started. So, Z-Top Farm is something that we created when we built the house. I had this whole vision on how we would set everything up when we built. And Grandpa East, he farmed. And he loved livestock. And I grew up on a farm. We had horses and I was in 4-H and I showed horses and, and uh, did pigs. Um, but I I am a farm girl. That is in my blood. I could never live in town. I'm not, I like to go outside. I like to do chores. I like to mow the grass. I like to, I would rather be outside working and hard labor work on the farm than cooking supper, which Aaron loves to cook. So it's great. Um, but, which is why he's your husband. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's, it's all about balance. But we wanted, I had a horse at my mom's that I wanted to bring over. She is 24 or 25 now. And we needed fence for that. But then we also started to pay attention to what these animals ate that we were feeding to our kids. So we had had Gwen at that point. And I said, Aaron and I talked about it and we wanted to start raising our own beef. Because we wanted to know what the beef were eating because that's what we ate. And more and more research that we started to do, you know, I'm a physical education, health teacher here. I'm looking at what some of these animals are eating that you're buying off the grocery store shelves. And they're packed full of dyes and what the animals are eating, all these hormones to make them fill out faster. Well, that's going to go into my child and myself and if I have more kids you know it it was really important to us to start raising beef that is healthy for our family so we started with two and it has grown from there we have we raise beef cattle man and it kind of goes back to your motives and wanting to be a PE teacher it's just it was it goes back to you uh being so eager and wanting to make a change yeah yeah so now we we feed a lot of families and it's something that brings me joy to do um, having the livestock out there, I just love watching them graze on the pasture and, you know, get in there with them. It will never get old. It takes a special person to raise livestock because you're never off the clock. It's like a constant grind. Yep. And then you're like, you're dialed in. If it's negative 35, you're still outside. Yeah. You don't get to hang out inside. That's what I was going to ask. Like, you think it's just as busy right now during the winter than it is during the summer or springtime? It's almost busier because you have to make sure that the waters don't freeze. You have to make sure that they're not running out of feed or nothing's breaking or, you know, there's nothing that's came up from the ground that could 
hurt them, either their their hooves or cut their legs or whatever that may be. Um, you got to watch them for, well, at any time, bloat. You got to make sure that they have good good quality hay um, and just feed them. The horses, they can't be on a self-feeder. They have to be fed every day. Like manually. Yeah, yeah. So you have to hand feed them. Um, but when it's super cold out too, you have to worry about those waters freezing and animals need water to survive in order for their bodies to stay warm and for them to survive. They need water over food. So, and when it's negative 35 out, the tops of their waters freeze and you have to break them and then you have to shovel out the ice and make, just to make sure that they can get to water. And then you have to make sure that the hydrants don't freeze and the hoses don't freeze. And it's just, it's work. Pretty much you have to really take care of the little things because like those little things really like. It's how it operates. Operates the whole thing. Yes. So where are some challenges along the way when like running Z Top Farm along with Aaron? I wouldn't say there's been really any challenges. We've been fortunate enough. Um, we have knocking wood. We, yeah, we have good strong herds. I mean, with any livestock owner or, or farm that you have, there's going to be one or two that may get sick here or there, and you treat them accordingly. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, we've been really fortunate, and our cattle are happy and. They taste, you can tell by their taste that they're happy, fat and happy. And what's like the biggest thing you're learning from running Z-Top Farm? Like, you, like the biggest thing you learned so far in running this like operation? Well, I think the biggest thing that we've learned is just to take initiation. You know, it's not necessarily ex- specific to the farm. It's take initiation and, and try something. Just go for it and see and you know, you, you tend to think, should I dabble in this? Should I dabble in that? Should I give it a try? But you dig in, you learn, you pray about it. And then if it's there, you take the initiation and you do it. Mm-hmm. Well said. And let's talk about Z-Top Barbecue Catering Business. So how's that? how did that come about? Obviously, Aaron loves to cook right? and he loves barbecuing. Um, he has... He's on his third smoker now from Mr. J. Craig, Outlaw yeah. Barbecue. Shout out to them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's great. He loves cooking. He sm- is smiling the entire time he does it. So oh, that's I his know. thing. Yep. He is a great barbecue cook or whatever they're called, master chef or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he comes up with these concoctions and he throws them on there. And he just, it's literally what he's made to do i think so we we did some private catering you know we would cater for the open houses and stuff and then he wanted this whole hog smoker and i said if if we're going in we're going all in you know we're gonna it's we're gonna run with it and it's gonna become a business and we took off doing it and it's paid off pretty well yeah it seems like uh when i was talking to aaron back in the summer you guys we were like busy just like real quick yeah like that. yeah we were but it's also word of mouth too his food's great and we all are fortunate enough that we get to eat it. Um, but it's also something fun that he really en- enjoys doing and he likes to compete in the barbecue competitions and he does a great job at that too. So it's just collectively kind of came together. Um, but we just made it official. Yeah. And it seems like with him, like in barbecue, uh, another thing that's that goes along with being in the barbecue world, you just meet so many people like, you know, like Jay and Aaron has met like, like, well-known barbecuers like Mark Williams, Malcolm Reed. How yeah. crazy is that? In the barbecue world, it's so much networking as well, besides just great food tasting. Yeah, they, and here's the thing too. You can join clubs and you can get into stuff and, you know, do sports and everything, but there's something different about the barbecue competition world because everybody's nice. 
everybody's just extremely down to earth and kind and genuine people. And that's what I'm saying about Mark and Malcolm. And and recently they were down with Heath Riles too. Um, they've all just been great. And we've made so many friends just from barbecue alone. And they're fun too. Yeah, because you get to meet their wives as well. And they're sweet as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's great. It's a great gig and we really enjoy it. And, you know, I always... I am always up for some good competition because that's just in my blood and, and what I do. I love competition. But when you're in that atmosphere with such awesome people, it, it really just makes everything a great experience. Yeah. Yeah. And I love how it's really friendly competition. It's not like they're crap talking to each other. It's like they're really trying to help each other out. Right. But yet be competitive. Correct. Like, uh, for instance, the Rip Fest, you know, it's all about having a good time. Yes. And speaking about this past year's Rip Fest, um, Aaron won the one by challenge. He did. Just, Casey, tell me how was that? Just like, you know, seeing your husband winning that. It was pretty awesome. I, I am not, it doesn't surprise me, I guess, anymore when, when he comes up with these things and he does well with it. Um, I just know that's who he is and how he, how he rolls and it makes me feel good, mm-hmm. but I just enjoy letting him shine and do his thing. Because that's what truly makes him happy, right? So is that um, plaque hanging up up in the barn or what? Because I know he has that. I know he has that hanging somewhere. That plaque. Yep. It's on the wall in the barn. Okay. So maybe uh, this time next year, he's on the 10th anniversary of Rip Fest. The goal is to win the grand championship for the best res, right? Yes. And he can do it too. I mean, he's got some stiff competition. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's crazy how from okay. I know we're going off topic. It's crazy how from the beginning of Rip Fest of how to now the competition has increased big time. Oh, tenfold! It is it is straight cutthroat competition. Everybody that they're going up against are really really good barbecuers, and it's not easy. I mean, it takes a lot of skill, patience, and attention to yeah. walk away like, with yes, that great champion. And yes. It's just, and it's crazy, like, you know, when Jay started that, he just did it for, like, you know, funs and giggles. And look at, look where it is now. Yeah, yeah, it's great. But it's always a fun time, right? Yeah, it is. So, um, Casey, like, you know, will you and Aaron be busy with uh, Z-Top Barbecue in 2023? Yes, we will. We are trying to establish kind of our game plan for that. I'm all about the vision board or, you know, in this instance, creating goals for the company or for the LLC. And... We we want to also maintain, though, that family balance because we do have three little kids and they are in sports and we do want to spend time with them. So we are kind of establishing right now what our goals are, both with the businesses, with work and with our family. And one of our goals is to camp more. We definitely want to do more camping with the kids, getting them out. We we really enjoy that. They really enjoy that, too. And it's just, it brings more peaceful to be like, you know, outside of everything, you know, get your uh, mind off things, right? Yeah, and you can be with nature. And one of the things that I think is very important when it comes to self-reflection and healing is nature. When you go outside and you go for a walk or you, you know, just look and see all the beauty that's around you. The world is really, really big and there's miracles everywhere you look. And if you look at the sky and you look at the trees and you look at the grass and you just hear the birds or the animals going, it kind of recenters you in a way. So camping is one of my favorite things to do with the kids because we can be ourselves outside of the crazy world. 
or expectations or pressures or things that we need to get done. It just seems like it's well needed and it's like a really refreshed for yeah. like to you guys, especially on this crazy grind, huh? Yes. So Casey, um, for those that may be interested in wanting to buy cattle from Z Top Farm or want to like you know book an event for Z Top Barbecue Catering, where can they contact you and Aaron at? We have a Z Top Farm Facebook page. You can contact us there. And we have a Z Top Barbecue Facebook page. And that's usually where we do a lot of our communications um, outside of friends and family who we have their personal phone numbers. But if you don't have our personal phone number, that's where you can contact us to get a quote or to have any questions answered. There you go, people. You know, free advertisement. <laughs> Thank you. So um, before we, uh, you know, before I wrap up, I want to ask you during this whole journey, you explain on the podcast, how are you trusting God and how are you building confidence in yourself? Every day there is this podcast that I listen to on my way to work and it's called The Morning Mindset. And it's a five minute little little uh, talk about a specific verse or a thing in, or an area that you can grow in in your life with your faith. And so on my way to school, I put that on, listen to that, and it's always a good message. And it, it kind of always ties into something that either I've experienced or I can grow in. So I recommend, it's called The Morning Mindset, Kerry Green. Um, he's, it's a, it's a great little five minute tool while you're driving that everybody can just p- turn on and listen to. And then there's this one song that I listen to and I always have it on repeat and it's gratitude. And so I listen to my morning mindset and then I turn on this song and I just kind of reflect as I'm dr- driving to work because I want to get in a good s- mental space. So whatever I do is done with purity, you know, whatever I feel like needs to be said is said because it has meaning behind it. It's not my personal view or bias. It's if I'm in the good space with him, then hopefully the the message comes through mm-hmm. the right way. So that's one thing that I I always do on the way to work is listen to that podcast and the song. And the song. So pretty much those two is like pretty much your coffee. Or do you yeah. still drink coffee in the I morning? I don't drink coffee. Is that like a health thing or just, or is that just a personal preference? It is a health thing. My body does not like coffee. It makes my joints hurt really okay. bad. I'm not a coffee person either too. So Casey, is there anything else you want to say or ask? I would say just trust your instincts. Fear is a liar and do it afraid. Don't hold yourself back. You know, it takes, a, it takes what, 12 weeks for something that you're doing to kind of turn into a habit. So give yourself plenty of time. Um, and you cannot, you have to create a smart goal in your life and set these goals for yourself, but then set sub goals to check off. Mm-hmm. And if you can slowly work towards them and check those little things off, then you're going to get there. The time's going to pass it's anyways. It's like climbing a ladder basically, right? Yeah. Yeah. And just don't hold yourself back. You only have one life. And if you have a goal or something that you really want to reach, do it. Well said, Casey. Well said. Um, Casey, it's time for the cheesy question today. Okay. What's your cheesy question? Cheese. So today's cheesy question today, Casey, is that if you could tell your 17 year old self one thing, what would it be? You know, this is actually crazy that you asked me that because I did a lesson in health and I had the eighth graders write something to their fourth grade self. And I said, okay, what would you tell yourself? And we went around the room and they shared, you know, don't worry about what other people think about you. Um, You know, try out for basketball, be nicer to yourself. Don't, you know, just, they were all messages like that. And then I had them write a letter to their future self. Mm -hmm. 
as a senior. And then, you know, they thought about it. And I said, yes, I'm not going to read them. I want you to go open up Word, write yourself a letter, and then I'm, I want you to email it to me and I'm going to save these. And when you're a senior in high school, I'm going to send you this so you can open it. And I'm, I'm not reading them. I, I have them all saved. I have a reminder in my calendar and four years to send all these kids these letters that they wrote to themselves. Um, but I told them the p- compassion that you have for your fourth grade self you should also have for your future self. And you're always going to be going through phases in life. And it's important that you're not so hard on yourself. Don't change the narrative if you want. If If you have shame or guilt about something that you've done in the past, that doesn't have to define your future, you know? Have compassion for who you were at that moment and just try to do better. And I told him that there's only four years between their fourth grade self and their 12th grade self. That's how much life that they've experienced from fourth grade to eighth grade and how much life that they can experience from eighth grade to 12th grade. And, you know, just kind of look at it that way. Like you're always going to be growing or experiencing something. And it's important that you don't hold yourself back because of that. You know, just have compassion and allow yourself to grow, change, reflect, heal and move on. But if I were to tell my 17 year old self something, I would tell that person that the experiences that you go through in life are going to mold you into a person that somebody needs. Mm -hmm. There's been a lot of experience that I've gone through in my life that I was not pleasurable at all and I did not enjoy it and I would rather not have gone through it. But I also feel like some of those experiences have helped me relate present day to some of the experiences that the kids that I teach are going through. And it's almost like I was meant to experience that so I could empathize and understand. So don't live in the moment of that situation or that experience, you know, take it for what it is. You cannot control it. And when you learn that you can't control those things, you can just work through them and continue to take those steps forward, then they don't control you. And if you give those things the power, they will always control you. And that's kind of ties back into why I, I went back to school, you know, that I for so long that had the power of shame and guilt and, you know, it controlled the narrative of my life. And when I changed that narrative, my life changed. So I would just tell my 17 year old self that the experiences that you go through help you mold you into the person that you are today. today. Well said, Casey. And Casey, thank you so much for like doing this. Thank you for having me, Cheese. It's been a blast. We have had some fun today. Oh, yeah. And um, I, I'm i very grateful for it. Thank you, Cheese. Yeah, no, you're welcome. It just seems like, you know, I really wanted you on because I feel like the stuff you had to share was so inspiring. And I've learned so much from, you know, hearing you. And it inspires me to be a better person each and every day. So thank you so much, Casey. Right thank moment. you. That's awesome. And hey, if you need a trainer or something, I can always help you out there, too. Yep. Thank you so much. <laughs> So, um, guys, thanks for listening. You can follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Facebook. And I know I should have done this like months ago when I first started this podcast. But uh, if you could, if you enjoyed this podcast, uh, please leave a review and reading. I would love to receive any feedback on how I'm doing, and I just always want to improve 
as a podcaster. So thank you. Bye. Bye.